Because it's like, now I, like, I'm seeing things so much clearer now that you point them out. I'm like, I'm fucking serious. This is it. I'm so fed up. Right? At the end of the week, I'm going to get my check. I'm going to get my shit together. And blah, 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 blah. And a lot of other shit that'll never happen. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going to get my GED. Blah, 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 My handle is Jonathan Blade. Welcome to my podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to do a little housekeeping. Uh, thing one, which is not related to the cast at all, but I'd just like to say that uh, Chris Evans has finished his tenure as Steve Rogers' Captain America. He's hung up his shield, and I'm sad. And I'd like to say thank you, Mr. Evans. Thank you for your service. But that's just me. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll do a podcast about Chris Evans as Captain America at some point, or maybe I'll do a video. Uh, we'll see. I really like that guy. Uh, secondly, for the month of October, uh, I haven't put up any movie reviews in quite a bit, actually, and so I may put up a Halloween-focused movie review, and I've pretty much decided on the movie, but we'll let that be a surprise, but that's just an announcement that I'm probably putting up a movie review on my YouTube channel this month, uh, for something uh, in the genre of scary, a uh, horror film. Uh, the one I have in mind is not quite a horror film, but, well, you'll see. Uh, thirdly, uh, to psych myself up for doing the podcast today, I ate a whole crap ton of Taco Bell, and I feel terrible. Uh, so bear with me as I push through this, this haze of fire sauce and nondescript meat. All right, let's do it. So what I'd like to talk about today is uh, Joe Rogan, actually. Uh, you may or may not know who Joe Rogan is, or you may not know the context from which I am coming. Uh, you may know him as the host of Fear Factor or uh, commentator on uh, UFC fights. Uh, you may know him as a podcaster. He has a very famous podcast. But Joe Rogan is also a stand-up comedian, and he's actually quite a good stand-up comedian. So I recently had the opportunity to see his uh, 2018 stand-up special, uh, Strange Times. And it's funny, because Rogan is funny. He's been a stand-up comedian pro for probably 25 uh, years, and he's very good at it. He comes from the perspective of now an old libertarian man, so he's talking about pot and vegans and basically being generally hateful but in a in a funny not not hateful way stage hateful for me it made me think back to the fact that joe rogan's 2000 comedy album in the year 2000 he had a comedy album called i'm gonna be dead one day and to my fellow comedians i i started in 99 and the people with whom i did stand-up comedy uh, used this album, I'm Gonna Be Dead Someday, as some kind of comedy bible. We loved this album. It was brilliant to us. We listened to it all the time, and it influenced uh, what we presented on stage. It was the age of the alt-star comic, the alt-rockstar comic, sharing the true truth. Um, and... We thought it was hilarious, and it influenced us in so many ways, and it probably shouldn't have, but I wanted to verify that, so I wanted to go back and listen to this album, because strangely, even though it was one of our favorites back in the day, I hadn't heard it in years and years. 
So, I went on an adventure because evidently this album is impossible to find. Uh, I think maybe Joe Rogan had it banned because there's a bunch of homophobic stuff in it. Like, I can't find it on YouTube. There's a, there's a playlist. There are a couple playlists that have uh, clips from I'm Gonna Be Dead Someday, and they're all blocked. Uh, I tried to find it on Spotify. There was a playlist. Blocked. Couldn't buy it on Google Play Music. Um, I was kind of stumped. And then uh, after I, f I was like, oh, I guess I'm done. I guess I'll never hear this album again. I remember that I actually had it. I have the album. So I had to go into the stacks, into the the dark, dusty hallways of my CD case, and I found it in there. I ripped it, listened to it a couple times, and I gotta say that Rogan's style is pretty consistent. Um, he presents his comedy from a very specific point of view, uh, kind of a northeastern alpha male point of view. He does dumb guy comedy, but from uh, a smart guy's perspective. But that doesn't mean that it's true. He uh, has uh, he has a fairly myopic point of view that takes the truth out of context and presents it as truth. Which is what stand-up comedy does generally, right? But for him, it, uh, it seems to be taken to another level. Um, and because he's presenting it from the true alpha male point of view, what he's saying is not hateful. Like, there's a lot of misogyny and a lot of homophobia. But it's not from a hate hateful perspective. It's from a perspective of irritation. The irritation that you don't think or you don't act like I do. And that's a shortcoming on your part, and unfortunate for you, but I'm going to deal with you because these things are only minimally bothersome to me because I'm an alpha male. But it's still there. It still exists. And a lot of it is still funny, which is the, the problem. Not now so much, but for me, uh, a year 2000 me, and a year 2000 comics around me, as I look back on that, it was kind of a problem because this guy's album, I'm Gonna Be Dead Someday, was our Bible. We uh, all wanted to be the rock star comic telling the true truth, telling the real deal like it was. Uh, the balance for us, though, was that very few of us were true alphas, um, but we had no problem saying things on stage that would make you think, man, these guys have a problem with women. I remember... Uh, Back in the day, listening to this album and listening to uh, Rogan playfully say these things. I mean, it's it's really it's on us for emulating uh, this, once again, very funny album. But it was the age of the man show, so uh, I guess that we all thought that that was the thing to do. And I grew as a comic over time. But I, I kind of wish that that hadn't been my starting point. There were other comics, of course, that I uh, tried to emulate that were in my repertoire. One of them was my my uh, very good friend, uh, one of the people I started doing stand-up with, um, who came at stand-up comedy from a New York intellectual perspective, because he was a New York intellectual. And uh, so he influenced me a lot. And... Uh, very fortunate for that because otherwise my comedy would have been uh, something that I would not look back upon fondly, I think. But in I'm Gonna Die Someday, 
Uh, Rogan starts the, the album off with a homophobic sketch about <laughs> two guys lifting weights and one guy raping the other guy. And then he does a joke later on about being uh, more afraid of being raped by a dude than anything else in the world. Um, uh, where he starts the actual stand-up comedy off uh, talking about women. Uh, he does a joke about how his girlfriend thinks that she should be his best friend, and he's like, no, my dog is my best friend, and it's funny. But then he keeps going in on women. He talks about the way that women socialize versus the way that men socialize, which could be a hack premise, but it's presented very intelligently here. Um, and it's very funny. But once again, it's, it's without context, and it's a little bit without empathy. Like... At the time, as we listened to this kind of thing, we presented this kind of thing on stage, the things that we castigated, functionally castigated women for, single lady women uh, trying to find themselves in the world, uh, were the same things that we were going through ourselves. Sans empathy, we were trying to find ourselves in the world too. And there were so many other things that we were all going through as a group that we could have chosen to make fun of, but we had to go in on the way that women socialize because they have deeper relationships than, than we do as men, so of course there's more emotion involved. We had to go in on women being promiscuous uh, because I think we were probably jealous that we couldn't be as promiscuous as these women because we didn't have the same level of social value. Um, I guess as a saving grace for us, we never never really absorbed Rogan's homophobia. Now, he says he's not homophobic, and I, I believe that he probably is not, but he does have that point of view on stage, and he just thinks it's funny, uh, but without context, and without context or empathy, it probably is very funny, but uh, it's harmful to put that energy out there uh, with uh, the world being what it is. In the year 2000, the climate was probably such that you could be ignorant of the travails and the dangers of being a, a gay man. I don't know that Rogan could because he lived in L.A. at the time, I think. But no, that wasn't part of our scene, so I guess that's something to be proud of. And we grew out of the other things, which is also something to be proud of. But going back, I guess the main thing I notice is that it's still funny. It's not as funny as it was. Nothing is as funny as it was. There's uh, nothing new under the sun, and I've heard not the exact presentation of Joe Rogan because he's unique, but I've heard those bits time and time again. Uh, it's harder to make me laugh, but I do appreciate it for what it is. I do respect him as, if not a master of his craft, um, uh, high level. He's really good. So that's it, just some uh, reflecting on times past in the world of stand-up comedy. Oh, and his new special is, as I said, very funny too. But if you want to see Rogan at his best, uh, he did a 2016 stand-up special. It's still on Netflix, and I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's, it's from 2016. You can still find it. Uh, that one is also very funny. Same Rogan point of view. Uh, there are still some things in there that will make you say, huh. But, uh, yeah, if you want to get a feel for what kind of stand-up comedy the man does, check out his 2016 special. 
And I think that's it for now. Uh, thank you for sharing your time with me. Uh, I hope to come back and bring you these more often. Uh, so we'll see what the future holds. But for right now, thanks for listening.